T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome back, guys. DGS205. If you're a podcaster, go back and podcast the very first segment of the show. One of the funniest things we've had happen (laughs) in years on the show. Trust me, really, really worth your time. Uh, Stairway to Kevin. All right. So that will be for your entertainment, your laughs, and your enjoyment. If you want to get pissed off, this segment will do it for you if you want to pay attention to it. So I saw this is, I've seen both of these just in the last day or so. There are two stories that relate to the healthcare system that relate to medicine, okay? Uh, the, the less serious of the two is that we just found out here in the last few days, like officially, that the allegedly active ingredient in most of the Saw over-the-counter this. cold medicines does not work. Billions of dollars they've made. Two billion dollars a year these products oh, generate. Man. So the, the 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 ingredient that doesn't work is the decongestant part in these medicines, mm. and it's called phenylephrine. And that was the substance that was used to replace the previous active ingredient, which is the one you make meth from. Okay. So right. So they had they made this change so that people would stop using these medicines to make meth. Right. Well, this did the one with meth work? Yes. Yes, absolutely. Well, let us use that one. Yeah. Yes, well, you you can, but it's it's not, not you can't just go buy it. You have to get it from over the counter, okay. or you have to have a, a, a prescription, something like that. Um, but like, listen to this. The, these are just some of the products that have this in it. And if you take these for the decongestant, the G- decongestant does not work. It doesn't mean that other elements of these medications don't work, but the decongestant in them does not work. So if you take them, you're like, I'm still stuffy because this doesn't work. Uh, Dayquil. NyQuil, Theraflu, Sudafed PE, uh, Robitussin Peak Cold Nighttime, Tylenol Sinus, Advil Sinus, Benadryl Allergy Plus, like name any of, and that's just a start of the list. And all of the store brands that go with that, mm-hmm. they do the not Walgreens work. Walgreens brand, the de- yeah. yeah. The decongestant does not work. Mm. So for all, now we've kind of had suspicions about this, but it's just been kind of confirmed. Uh, an FDA board just made this announcement, like, these don't work, and I'm, my question is simple. This is this, is, and this is the shorter part of the conversation. But shouldn't these all be off the shelf mm-hmm. if that ingredient doesn't work? Okay, I, I'm sorry because I know you just explained it, but you said the other ingredients in the medicines might work. Do, could they possibly work as a decongestant? No, because they do different things, right? So let's say take Nyquil. Um, you've got a pain relief in there. 
that part works. So so if the, I have super bad congestion and I take Sudafed that's not over the counter and it helps, it's probably just because it's alleviating all of those other system, symptoms. It's not actually getting rid of. You're not getting, it's not doing what it says it does with decongestant. So okay. it's something to do with blood flow in the nasal cavity and it doesn't actually do what it says it does. It doesn't change whether or not you're congested. Um, but those things like NyQuil, for example, it'll put you to sleep. It, it does have an antihistamine in it, so it should stop the production of the, of of mm. some of the things like it's like an, like like regular Benadryl would, um, and what was the oh, and, and the pain relief like it's like you know the Tylenol part of it or like the Advil and Tylenol part of those sinus medications. It, it will it will dull the pain. It's still going to do that, mm-hmm. but it's not effective when it comes to your decongestion. Okay, so this the the meth stuff that does work. You can still get that, but what hoops do you have to jump through? I'm to not get that? entirely sure. Yeah, I think because it I, is locked behind the counter. I believe, like you have yeah. to, you have You'd to show your driver's license, right? Yeah. Right. And, like, and and and, I, and there are prescription versions of these things that have that medicine yeah. in it too. Yeah, the reason why I asked that previous question is because I I get really bad congestion. Like my my dentist did like a X-ray one time, and they're like, your sinuses are just crazy. Mm. Um. Whenever I go to the store, I will go to Walgreens and I'll get the behind the counter stuff and that works pretty well. But there have been times where I've just ordered it on like DoorDash and stuff, but it still seems to help in a sense. But I'm sure that's just because it's stopping me from other stuff, creating more. So that makes sense. Correct. Yeah. So that was part one. Okay. That one's not the bigger anger inducing one. This one is. um, So the everybody knows this. But nobody's done anything about it. But basically, expiration dates on most medicines, most drugs are just bullcrap. Like, they don't mean anything. Uh, But what it leads to is billions of dollars of waste every year because by law, pharmacies, hospitals, they have to throw out expired medications. Mm -hmm. But they did a study that showed that – so this was – keep in mind, this was 20 years ago, roughly. They found an old cache of medicine – from the late 60s, most of it unopened. So they did experiments on it to see how they tested the efficacy of it. They tested the safety of it to see if it had changed at all. And basically, it didn't change. It hadn't changed in more than 40 years. So we are learning, and not every medicine is the same, but this is kind of like the majority of medications. The expiration date apparently doesn't really matter. It's not accurate. It could last much longer than what we know, than what's on the package. Mm-hmm. Now, we've known this for 20 years. The FDA's known it. The drug companies have known it. The government has known it. And tw- and a long time ago, I'm talking like 15 years ago, there was some kind of push to extend these dates, and then it just died out. Like, it just didn't happen. Well, who do you think benefits from that? If everybody's throwing out medication that is actually still good and still okay, what does that mean? Well, you got to buy more. So the waste ends up turning into more money for the people that make the the, the medicines that we're talking about. It's almost like big pharma is it's, not so great. It's almost like somebody is exerting influence on the system. Now think about this. So the Department of Defense ran a program on the extension of these expiration dates. And what they found was they could extend so many of them so far down the, the line that their $3.1 million investment in this program to see what they could do in, in extending these expiration dates saved them over $2 billion. So at the cost of $3 million, they saved $2 billion. 
They saved almost $700 per dollar spent in this study, but we're not doing this in the healthcare system. We are still throwing away, and I don't mean us. I'm talking about hospitals. So they estimated that almost $800 billion a year in healthcare costs, so one quarter of what we spend on healthcare is waste. Now, not all of that is wasted medication. Some of it is other things that are wasted, just thrown away because of expiration dates or whatever. But think about how much how much that could do to save. But what what's one of the greatest costs that people face, especially as they get older? It's the cost of medications. Mm-hmm. Well, part of the reason that is is because you have to throw so many, like the 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 hospitals. The pharmacies, they have to throw stuff away. There was a story, this was all a ProPublica story, but they had an anecdote from a pharmacist who knows these things aren't expiring, and instead of throwing them away, he takes them home because he knows that they're not expired and they still work, and there's nothing wrong with them, but by law, they have to dispose of them. Also, and I'm sure they don't just throw them in the regular trash, I hope not, but uh, it can be great for the environment to throw away billions and billions of pills every year. You know, the whole all around seems like a big cluster. It's just amazing to me, though, but we've known this for 20 years. Yeah. The study that we're talking about where they found the pills from the late 60s happened in the early 2000s. And in 20 years, nothing has changed with the extension of these expiration dates. This is a now I don't know this because I just learned about this from you. But my guess and my gut is this is one of the major things I don't like about lobbying. And yes. lobbyists yes. is because, you know, like, hey, Senator so-and-so, we're going to fly on the private jet and blah, 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 blah. And, uh, yeah, I don't think we need to change anything about this. I think we're yeah. good. I, and I don't – I'm not calling this – I'm not calling this a crime. But when people ask who committed a crime, what's the first thing they ask? Who benefited? Well, if you want to know why nothing's changed in 20 years, who benefits from this? It's not you. It's not me. It's not the hospital. It's not the pharmacy. It's not your doctor. It's the people that make the pills. Well, that's one of the largest lobbying industries in the country is the pharmaceutical industry. And I understand why in a lot of cases. I'm not saying that lobbying is in itself, in and of itself entirely bad. But this this is an example of where it is bad. So you wonder if all of those brands that we all have you know, Dayquil, Mucinics, what yeah. have you, if they've made their last pill with that ingredient, if the FDA says that no longer goes in there, or if they just keep them all the same, manufacturing's the same, hey, boys, keep but the hey, line going, know. but they put like a little something on the package, who knows, but... You would at least have to, I mean, I, I how can you put up, there are laws, by the way, that say the packet, the, the, whatever you're selling has to be safe and effective for what you're saying it does. Also, I'll say this. Um, I would think that the decongestant component is the most important component to most people when they go buy it. Because, like, if I am sick in that way, uh, if I mostly just want my fever to go down, I can take Tylenol. If I just want my aches and pains to go away, I can take ibuprofen. If I just want to go to sleep, I can take a sleeping pill. You Benadryl, too. I'm I'm going to buy that stuff because I'm all clogged up and I have a sinus headache and I need it to go away. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. And when you tie these two stories together, right, as I think about them, like, the solution seems so easy. 
how about we just decide we know we can extend the expiration date on all these things because we know they last a lot longer than what it says on the package. Mm-hmm. I mean, again, some of these medicines were still effective 40 years later. And yet they would have been if if you had you but you couldn't use them. Like you couldn't say, "Hey sick person, you can take this. It's still good." Because it would be it would be against the law. You can't give you cannot they can't use the expired you know medication. Who's going to celebrate this story? Andrew's mom and dad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. they've been fighting expiration dates yeah. for years. Well, I don't. We've throw got it. we've got some Dayquil. From <laughs> yeah, probably when it when it still works. Yeah, I was going to say well, if it, <laughs> 1979. <laughs> if it's that old, it probably still works. Yeah, if you got the old stuff. But and, probably and by is the way, at this point, I want to be clear: the story doesn't say. You should just take all the expired medication that you can find. I mean, obviously, everything is different. But what they're talking about are these unopened packages, mm-hmm. right? If something's opened, it's exposed to the environment. It's exposed exposed to oxygen. I know that that can you know that can change. So the the point here is not, hey, everybody, take old medicine even if it's open. The point is that industry wide in the healthcare business, a lot of these medications are not opened. They have not been exposed to oxygen to the environment. They are sealed in sealed packages, but they have to be thrown away because a date on there says they're no good anymore. But the truth is they're going to be good for a lot longer than that. Hmm. But they can just throw the money out the window, though. And we sit here and talk about, well, why is healthcare so expensive? And this is another, by the way, and I'm, I'm not making this argument, but this is an argument that people make for single payer healthcare system. If the government was running this, they could easily stop that. But making laws that govern private industries is a whole lot harder, in part because you've got the lobbying interest. What we have now is almost the worst possible system Mm -hmm. because we have private companies, which we can see from your story, aren't always on the up and up or great at what they do. And they're being monitored by the government who can't find their ass with both hands. Right. And in in a lot of cases, the people that are supposed to be doing the monitoring are in partnership with right. the lobbyists who help them write the l- very laws that they're putting into action. Yeah. Interesting. 225 DGS on KMOX. Gorgeous day out there. Let's do some audio. Dave, we can start with yours. This is the sweet audio of the two ladies saying goodbye to each other, or rather not saying goodbye to each other whenever they got into their old age. Just really sweet. Don't say that. We're going to see each other again. <laughs> But we did. We had a wonderful, wonderful time. If we don't, if we don't see each other on this earth, we'll see you in heaven. You betcha. You betcha. Don't, don't say goodbye. I'm not going to. There's no way I'm going to say goodbye to you. I didn't say goodbye to you when I left. Until we meet again. Until we meet again. That's it. Yep. Huh? Wow. What are you thinking, Dave? Um, how terrible that would be to face. Whether it's, I, I think in, in that one, one of the ladies is 95 and the other one's like 99. Mm. Uh, but even if just like people face this, face this every single day, people are terminally ill. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oof. That's just. Yeah. I'm not sure I, how I feel about the person who decided to film it. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, that's I kind mean, of like in general in our society yeah, now. Yeah, I mean, it's nice because we can all glean something from the moment and feel something and 
empathize with these ladies. But then there's also the part where it's like, why did you invade their privacy at the same time? And I know we're invading their privacy by playing it, but I don't know. It's, I just it's hope nice they were moment. in on it, maybe. Ho- hopefully. Or, you know, after the fact, maybe they said yeah. it would be okay to post. You know what was so, so very sad during COVID, and I know a couple of people that this happened to, mm-hmm. is when you literally could not say goodbye to a loved one. Yeah. Doing yeah. it on FaceTime. Yeah. Oh. Or, or go or, to their funeral. Yep. Or through a window or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so my audio is Matthew McConaughey. He dropped by The View and Joy Behar asked him this kind of gotcha question. And Matthew McConaughey is a noted centrist and just someone who tries to stay above, like, the petty everyday fights that people get into. Just take a listen. Do you think you could get elected in Texas being anti-gun? Do I think I could get elected in Texas being anti-gun? One thing about if, if me and politics is... To give you a direct statement right there is yeah. be playing a game that I'm not interested in playing. Okay. To don't, give you don't a direct statement don't right there. Good for him. And Love he's it. also not anti-gun. He's a responsible gun owner. I don't know where she got that from. Because she's Joy friggin' Behar. <laughs> yeah. yeah. She's an idiot. But but I feel like the people in the middle need more people like him to stand up and say, like, you know what? I'm, I'm not playing that game. You guys are playing a game, and I'm not going to do it. Yeah. And I'm glad that he got applause. I'm sure it helps that it's Matthew McConaughey, and he's incredibly charming. But I wish Jon Stewart would run for president. Mm. Yeah. I think he's Could one. Could you imagine the debates? Oh, no one could touch him. I mean, there might be other people that do a similar kind of job that could, yeah. but nobody and in the political world. you may disagree world, with his politics. 100%. But, yeah. But he's going to bring an argument. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think we have time to play any other audio. Let's listen to a material history. Okay, let's do that. Waitress, no 236DJS going to do some audio. Can I give you one of my weird Dave thoughts, though? Yeah. I totally understand. I don't totally understand anything, but I, I get <laughs> how we uh, thousands of years ago were just forest dwellers and desert dwellers. And then we started building mud huts and then we built teepees and wigwams. And now we have uh, condos and high. I, I get all that. But isn't it kind of odd if you really stop and think about it, that nature is now a novelty it's now something like, uh, so what do you like to do in your spare time? Well, I love to go out into nature every now and then mm-hmm. and take a hike or catch a fish or a hunt for deer. Like, how quickly? I mean, the planet's been not the same way for 3.4 billion years, but I mean, for thousands of years, it's been kind of like, yeah, we got trees and rocks and deer and this kind of stuff, and we just lived among it. And now it's something that we specifically have to go into as a novelty. Yeah. It's kind of weird. And if I spend five minutes outside in a day, I'm like, look at oh, me. Yeah. <laughs> this, this is great. I'm getting and, with the and if, if it, Some people still live that way. There are people who, you know, like I'm very drawn to Colorado. But guess what? If I do move to Colorado in a few years, like if Phoebe graduates or what have you, I'm going to have a very nice condo, like, you know. You're going to live in a suburb. I'm not going to live in the mountains (laughs) on the land. Uh, But the people who do, like the few people who still live off the land, I don't think we look down on them in any way, but they're they're kind of weird. They're different. They're outliers. Like, oh, what's your brother-in-law like? Like, oh, he's very different. He lives uh, off the land in uh, New Mexico, blah, Mm. blah, 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 blah. It's just weird that... The way the world actually is, is now 
the novelty. Yeah. As opposed to just the way it is. We're very disconnected from, uh, one could argue that's what makes us human is our connection to nature. Like having that connection is incredibly important to just feeling centered and feeling at peace. And And we're so removed from that. Yeah, and over and over and over again, you see these studies where doctors will say, you want to feel better? Go for a walk in the woods. Go, Go spend a week hiking or fishing or something. And and we're all like, yeah, that sounds good, but that's what we've always done up until recently. What, what's it been? Two hundred years? I mean, I know we had structures before that, but I mean, yeah. two hundred years ago, most structures were surrounded by woods. I mean, like hundred fifty years ago was like you know, like Abraham Lincoln times. You know what I mean? Like we still didn't have. You know what I'm trying to say? <laughs> the I, way you said it, I said yeah, it. He's like you know Abraham what I'm saying. Lincoln times. I said, I, mean, it, I said it in the stupidest possible <laughs> way, but you guys know what I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah, like the, that's still the time of westward expansion and all yeah, that. And basically, almost go. everything west of here. There you go. Was that? Yeah, I guess that's one way to put it. Or yeah. Abraham Lincoln times. So you had <laughs> you had New York City and you had London, but then you also had the West. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mountain men. Yeah. I was watching a, a speaking of Western expansion, I was watching a. I Didn't think, think you say that since today, did you? <laughs> no. <laughs> I was watching a PBS documentary about Lewis and Clark, and it was so exciting thinking like they're about to tap into this, you know, virgin country. No one's ever been there. And and then it was also like, oh man, they're ruining it. <laughs> like, we're just going to build Walmarts and Chick fil A's everywhere. <laughs> what did we really do for this land? <laughs> hey, but hey, the Chick fil A's are pretty awesome, though. <laughs> they could have gone for some Chick fil A's back in the gold rush days. That blows my mind. It just blows my mind. You know, that wasn't okay. Someone will Google this for me, but I feel like one of the reasons they were sent, not like the primary reason, but uh, that they thought that there might still be woolly mammoths and things like that. Oh, wow. really? Mastodons. Yeah. yeah. I have heard some, yeah, something like that. Like they just had no concept of what could be yeah. way out. And when they hit the Rockies, they're just like, holy crap. <laughs> like, what's this? Yep. So, so expanding on that. Maybe that's what it means to be human, though, is to keep pushing the boundary. To explore, to go Whoa. further, to not stop, to not stay where you've always been. Put some Chick-fil-A's on the moon. Put some Chick-fil-A's yeah. on Mars, man. <laughs> you know? Maybe on, what was that, planet RB12B or whatever. The, the one you talked about? I mean, like, Perfect spot for an Arby's. What, what if that is exactly <laughs> what makes us different than the other species on the planet? Yeah. That very... I don't know, you call it need, willingness, desire, whatever, but that moving past what has always been and finding something new. Yeah. I mean, tigers don't do that. Alligators don't do that. Maybe that's the thing. Obviously, you know, we don't know how conscious they are or how self-aware they are, but we have that, but we also have this push outward. Maybe those lady aliens have it too, and that's why their fossilized bodies are... They're awesome. Are... Just don't fight me. Don't, don't be silly, Rage. <laughs> they came here like, hey, we heard you brine that chicken in buttermilk and pickle juice. <laughs> yeah, they're like, you guys have Chick-fil-A here? We thought we only had that back in Alpha Centauri. Um, 
<clears throat> I thought this was very sweet. I just got a text. Hold on a second. Do, 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 do. My face ID never works. <laughs> they're like, who is this guy? Yeah, I know. <laughs> it's all, they're always like, uh-uh, brother. Uh, Nick texted me and said, uh, Michael Michael Kelly said, your first 20 minutes on The Alien should be considered classic radio and go straight to your all-time best of. <laughs> oh, that's sweet. Uh, that's sweet. It was pretty funny. <laughs> all because Kevin. You're was, all welcome. All because Kevin said that not having ovaries was a. That's not what I said. <laughs> a huge advantage in battle. <laughs> I said protecting eggs would be a disadvantage. <laughs> in, 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 after the fact, you no, that's what I said. Make that work. That's what I said. <laughs> but we got but it's audio. okay because it was awesome. Um, we have audio from Wheels. What would you like to Which play? Which one do we have? Uh, it says likes and unemployment. We right, have let's... something called females are okay, lesser so, than. <laughs> do you want to do you want to have something humorous or do you want to have something that will make you mad? Humorous. Humorous. You've already right, made us mad. So enough. let's go with the likes. So the this has been a big thing on TikTok the last the last couple of days, maybe before that. I don't know, but for me, it's been the last couple of days. But one creator started by asking the question, what are things that you like less as you get older? And a lot of the replies have been pretty damn funny. What have you realized you like less and less the older you get? People, myself included. Call me Billy Mace because wait, there's more. Large crowds, small talk. Can't stand it. Pizza. Now don't get me wrong, I still love it, but my body absolutely hates it. Leaving the house. Drinking. The summer heat. Y'all, it's hot as hell out there. Fake friends. Legos. Used to build them, now step on them. Hate the damn things. Loud places. Shout out to Tinnitus. You know, I called the Tinnitus hotline not too long ago. Damn thing just kept ringing. Standing up to do anything. Talking on the phone. And just getting older. Hell, my body hurts. <laughs> and the, 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 every one of these videos is basically people being like, yeah, basically everything I used to like, I now don't like anymore. <laughs> so, which begs the question... Did we ever really like them, or did we just pretend to like them more than we actually did? I mean, I, I did. Did we all not enjoy? I mean, I don't know, Rachel. Then you guys are too young for this, really. I think, but maybe some of it you can identify. No, we with. hate. We hate everything too. Yeah. But like, no, I just mean like things you used to like. Like I, we used to like going out to the bar or occasionally yeah, going to the club and all was, that. And now I'm like, I have no desire ever to do that. Yeah. When I was like 21, I did genuinely like to go to the bar. Yeah. And then I got to be about. 26 and I was like eh, not as much <laughs> and that's just one example I mean I still like going to concerts I don't mind crowds I go to sporting events all the time like those things don't bother me but a lot of the other things that you know this guy or other people have listed I'm like yeah people <laughs> I feel like I used to like people more 10 15 20 years ago I've always hated Legos because oh, yeah? they've always made me feel stupid. Oh. Because I could never build anything. Yeah. Maybe I, I don't think it was, well, I don't have a physical aptitude for that, uh, but I'm also quite lazy. And so <laughs> Eddie O'Neill, the famous Eddie O'Neill, my friend, had like just buckets of Legos. And he would build skyscrapers and sentient people. Mm. And I would just be like, look, I got five put together. <laughs> Lincoln Logs, same thing. I never once built a cabin. They were only used as weapons. <laughs> and I'm not exaggerating. I never built one cabin. I yeah. just used them to whip at people. I was kind of the same with Legos. Like they were very, but see, they were like now though, they come with plans and you can be like, here's how you build the starship and you do this, this, and this. And they didn't have, I don't remember that as a kid. I'm gonna, I'm I got a bunch of blocks and it's like, make something. What I'm about to say, I completely mean. So when I was a kid, we had, I'm sure it was smaller than I'm thinking because I was little, but it was a puzzle of the Last Supper 
and it was big enough that it was like it took up most of the the kitchen table. Oh. So it, it was big, right? If you gave me one of those in a box and said you can either put this together or we're going or we can beat you up pretty good for about 10 minutes. I swear to God, I'll take the beating. Well, it's over in 10 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's over in 10 minutes. It's not, it's not hours of torture. I'm not kidding. I'll let you punch me for 10 minutes. You can leave bruises. I hate puzzles. That's how I feel about musicals. Watch the whole musical or 10 minutes of a beatdown, I'll take the beatdown. Yeah, that's Speaking girl musicals? stuff, right? <laughs> what? That just made me laugh. Oh. He's making fun of your misogyny. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> Did you see uh, Bobert got kicked out of Beetlejuice? Yes. For vaping. For vaping. For vaping and singing and filming. How classy. And they said generally causing a disturbance, which is very mm. funny. And of course she pulled the old, do you know who I am? But yeah, you're a Hoosier. Yeah, you're an idiot. <laughs> mm-hmm. How do dumb people get these jobs? Uh, Andrew, would you like to play your Oprah audio? Yes. Uh, it was one week ago. Or what? Jeez. It was 19 years ago this week that Oprah had her big... <laughs> One week ago, 19. Famous. I don't usually get to play my audio. I'm never ready to <laughs> drum it. Ready. <laughs> I want... You know, JR, this calls for a drum roll. Cue the drum roll. All right, open your boxes. Open your boxes. One, two, three. It's thrilling. You guys remember that? I have a real question. Why do I hate Oprah so much? (laughs) I don't know, Dave. Why do you hate Oprah so much? I just do, and I always have. I don't know. There's just something about her. There's the, a lot to the whole. There's over, a lot to not love about The whole over the topness, you know. I bet like, if you met her in real life, you would love her. Oh no! Way. Because that's what everybody says. Uh uh-uh. uh They say she just has an aura about her. Yeah, no. <laughs> not <laughs> Maybe this she cat. needs you to bring her down to earth a little not bit, Dave. Not this cat. <laughs> <laughs> there are like three things I'm sure about in life, and that's one of them. Is I wouldn't like Oprah. Yeah. 254 DGS, Brad Young's going to be the top of the hour to kind of help us understand this, uh, the impeachment inquiry stuff. Uh, Dave Murray and then Sweet 16, which is a good one today. We're out at 430 again for Cardinal Baseball. Headlines, Rach. Headlines is brought to you by Schnooks. Get your groceries delivered or use curbside pickup with the Schnooks Rewards app. This is a crazy story. A Florida principal claims she was fired after having a black students only assembly. So this is a white principal who held an assembly uh, basically to let that the fourth and fifth grade students know in her school that black students under performed on standardized testing. So they invited only black students, even the students who did well on their standardized testing, and told them about this issue and said that if they didn't do better, they would end up in jail or dead. What? What? Yes. And she's like, I can't believe they fired me. <laughs> what? It, it, like, yeah, I mean, that's beyond inappropriate. <laughs> What the hell is wrong with you? Parents who attended the assembly called it, quote, humiliating for their children. Uh, I guess she was pressured to resign and she submitted her resignation last week. Another teacher involved in the assembly also resigned. (laughs) So pretty crazy. Decisions made in 2023 that you go, 
I mean, to him, I mean, I get. I mean, okay. that would never be a good thing, by the way. But I I'm just if, saying that. I guess if there's an issue, you want to address it, but you're just like, hey, just get all the black kids in here and we'll let them know that they're not doing well in the standardized testing. What are you thinking? What are you what are you thinking by doing that? Especially you're inviting people who did well on the test. Why right. do they need to come to the assembly and get chewed out? It makes absolutely yeah, no maybe sense. Maybe call in everyone of every race that didn't do well and just say, Yeah, hey, why are you making it about race in the hey first kids, place? Hey, kids, just so you know, these things are important and, you know, affect your future. Damn. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. T-Mobile.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.